0: There are strategies that we can instill in ourselves and confidence that we can gain when sometimes we do go off trail on purpose and we challenge ourselves literally to do the hard thing so that next time when the hard thing comes up and it's not our choice, we have that frame of reference to say, okay, I've done this before. I know I can do it again.
1: episode number
2: 12 leslie fry this is the adventure sports podcast brought to you by 180 tack get out there and have some fun
1: Our guest today is Leslie Fry. Leslie is the founder of Off Trail On Purpose, where she applies the skills and lessons she's learned over nine seasons as a wilderness instructor to prepare young people to navigate the most challenging terrain they have faced yet, the journey into college and career. By combining life lessons of outdoor experience with 15 years of educating and coaching adolescents, Leslie helps young people determine their destination, develop the navigation tools to move through failure, and provides positive, nonjudgmental mentoring. Leslie, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you, Travis.
1: So Leslie, you're here to talk about off-trail hiking. Take a few minutes to tell our listeners about yourself and your connection to off-trail hiking.
0: Okay. Well, um, like you said, for the last nine summers, and this upcoming summer will be my 10th, I have camped and backpacked in Western North Carolina, primarily with high school students, from all over the United States. Um, I have worked with adults, but primarily it's been high school students. And we spend um, our time backpacking, camping, and then we also will do rock climbing and whitewater canoeing. And my favorite experiences have been the longer courses or, or trips um, 22 days have been the longest that I have uh, been out with students at a time where we're not showering and we're camping out every single night cooking and um, gathering water as we go along. And of those experiences, um, the times when we take students off trail hiking has been by far the most challenging and the most transforming of all the experiences that I think um, I've done with students.
1: So off-trail hiking, um, many people, including myself, admittedly, would first hear the words off-trail hiking and think, oh, you know, environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Since since I've heard the term, I've looked into it myself, and I I think I've re educated myself enough to understand that that's really not something we're not talking about impacting the environment. This is really a a healthy nurturing thing uh, for those who are doing the off trail hiking. How would you address those that that might be a little skeptical about going off trail and not not staying on the beaten path
0: mm-hmm. well first of all, it's important to pay attention to the guidelines um, within the area that you are going to go. There are certainly places that very clearly state, please stay on the trail. And if that's the request of that area, then please follow that. Um, but there are certainly other places that you can go off trail hiking. And to me, kind of the guideline that I go by is, can I I feel comfortable taking a group of people or going by myself and can we spread out the overall impact? So rather than hiking in a single file, um, like one in front of the other, if we can hike in um, a line moving through the wilderness so that each person creates one trail, so to speak, or each, each person cuts their own trail, um, then the impact is fairly minimal. Um, and then the other thing is we talk with the students that I work with and we, we really try to use language called we're bush pushing instead of bush whacking. You're not trying to take your machete and, you know, do some kind of Indiana Jones action through there. You just want to push the branches out of the way and, Be smart and move with the vegetation that's there rather than attacking it as your enemy. And in that way, um, you know, groups can move through an area and no one would know.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You'll be happy to know that I was just on a seven and a half mile hike with my 10 year old son yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, hiked on the trail going out. But, you know, after doing a little bit of researching on, off-trail hiking. And then on your website, Um I gave him the GPS that we took. I, I took my GPS to kind of give him some training and education, a little bit of learning experience while we we're out there to to learn about topographical maps and mm-hmm. mark a point and see how we can get back. So I had marked a certain point that we had passed. It was an old stone house on the trail. And I said, let's do a little off-trail hiking. And and I'm, I gave him the the GPS and made him lead the way. And it was, it was really a neat experience going through because one, I noticed that we exerted a lot more energy, mm-hmm. you know, doing that. Um, obviously, part of the point of, of teaching him about topography was how we can walk the terrain and make note of the map, you know, the, the topographical map and how we can get from point A to to point B without going up and down every single hill in between how we can follow the terrain. Mm-hmm. So it was really neat, you know, I did pick up on a few things uh while I was out there and it it really it really made a lot more sense while we after we tried it. So it's neat. I'm glad to have you on and and talk about it a little bit. I would uh I fully admit to being a little naive on the subject and I think a lot of our our listeners can learn if they haven't uh already delved into it.
0: Oh, yeah. I think along with what you were saying, you know, in teaching somebody who is a novice on hiking, you can teach them about land features. And when you're staying on the trail, you can be on trail for quite a long time before you really, your brain really begins to click into what, what does it really mean to be on a ridge? Well, you go off trail hiking for a bit and you're going to get it very fast. You're going to begin to understand very quickly the difference between a ridge and a drainage and a gap and a saddle and all of those land features because suddenly it has a direct impact on you. Um, it also compass skills. Um, I know lots of people do use GPS, but when, when I'm going out with students, I've never used a GPS before. Um, I've always used compasses and maps and compass skills get, um, solidified very quickly. You want to know exactly where north, south, east, and west is and learning how to shoot a bearing and follow a bearing, um, those more advanced skills become incredibly important whereas if I'm if I'm just following a trail and I know hey as long as I stick to this path it's gonna generally shoot me and get me where I want to go I don't pay attention all that much but I pay attention very closely to where I am when I'm off trail hiking.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good point. I, and that's what we noticed yesterday. And, and talking about the GPS versus compass, that was my conversation with him. I said, well, it's really nice to have a GPS out here. I said, But they can get wet, they can get damaged, they mm-hmm. can die, the batteries can go away. I said, so it's not something we want to rely on in the future. So yeah, the next, uh, next lesson will be using a compass with him. But it really gave him a feel because he hadn't really dealt with the topographical maps and whatnot. Um, in fact, he wanted to go find somebody's mining claim that happened to be on the GPS. Mm-hmm. So we had to look at the terrain and how we might get over there instead of having to go down through a big gully to get there. Mm-hmm. Um so it was a neat learning lesson. The uh the nice thing was that this was this is a popular mountain biking trail. So it's really nice for hiking, but mountain bikes are allowed on it. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I ride a mountain bike. I, I love to be out there and I have no no bad feelings about the the mountain bikes that were on the trail, but the nice thing was we could step off of it. And kind of go explore on our own without having to wonder if there's one tearing up behind us and having to jump off the trail out of the way. So that was another added element of it was just, uh, you know, just getting out of the way to the mountain bikes and not having that kind of traffic. Mm-hmm. So why would you encourage people to practice off-trail hiking? Why would you have them go out and try it themselves?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. The first time I did it, I was with a group and I had instructors who I trusted very much at that point. But when we started doing it and the going got very tough (laughs) because we were going up um, the backside of a mountain Um, that in my mind was like something out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
1: Um, (laughs) It's a scary ordeal. It
0: felt very, very scary. Um, And about halfway up, I turned to the gal that I was with who was my instructor, and I just started cussing. I was absolutely frustrated. And I just said, this is the most irresponsible thing I think I could possibly think of. Why would you intentionally take people in a significantly less safe journey when there's a perfectly good trail that goes right up the front side of this mountain? Why, why, why? And she just heard me out and she finally said, well, we're halfway up. We can go right back down again or we can continue the rest of the way. What do you want to do? And the lesson that I felt like she was teaching me was there are easy ways to get things done. There are well-worn paths that others have blazed ahead of you. And there are alternative routes to get to the top also. Um, And when you do things that take you into places that are uncomfortable and ask you to work harder it is frustrating and sometimes it does feel unsafe but when you do it in a way that is with control and that's planned and when you're going with people who are prepared and know how to handle you know problems that may come up al- along the way there's something much sweeter in getting to the top or getting to your desired destination that can you only know if you've actually, you know, trudged through those hard experiences. And furthermore, and this is the lesson that I really try to teach my clients in off-trail on purpose, is life isn't always on trail. Um, Sometimes you can choose to go off trail, like um, choosing to start your own business is one good example. But sometimes life just throws you off trail. Um, One example that's very poignant for me is this last year. My dad, um, out of the blue, was diagnosed with um, a terminal cancer. And within four and a half months, he was gone. And he and I talked a lot during this time. And this idea of being off trail actually, I feel like, helped him and me navigate through that experience. Sometimes life just throws you into the brambles. And when that happens, when you have the confidence in yourself where you go like, wait a minute, I've been here before on some level. I know, I know what it's like to work my way through terrain that is completely surprising and that scares me. And yet I have some good strategies to work my way through this. And strategy number one is don't ever just sit down and give up. Like Like my instructor said to me, all right, we're halfway through. Do you want to trudge your way right back through this or do you want to keep going? And, you know, sitting down and just waiting for somebody to come rescue me was not an option. (laughs) And that's life. Just waiting for somebody to come bail you out of bankruptcy or, you know, come to the rescue when someone you love is going through a terminal illness or you go through divorce or whatever it is. That's off-trail experience. It is frightening and unknown and you never know when exactly it's going to come to an end. But there are strategies that we can instill in ourselves and confidence that we can gain when sometimes we do go off trail on purpose and we challenge ourselves literally to do the hard thing so that next time when the hard thing comes up and it's not our choice, we have that frame of reference to say, okay, I've done this before. I know I can do it again.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and, and obviously, what you're saying is off trail. You know, is really a metaphor for for everything else in life that that can be thrown at you, and we've all had that. Uh, we've all had those situations thrown in our direction and had to deal with them. So, going out and learning how to deal with with your own mental stability, mm-hmm. you know, off trail in in real life in the forest, uh, certainly, I imagine can help you deal with it. Uh, in real life, in everything else, like you mentioned, I think that's a that's a great metaphor. I like to look at it that way. thank you <laughs> so you can you know you have a lot of good experiences doing this. Is there one that really sticks in your head? I mean you mentioned going out on this this first trip where it really seemed like it was probably the worst thing you could be doing at that time, mm-hmm. but turned out to be just an amazing uh time in the end i mean obviously the Doing it this way, the rewards are so gratifying. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to the top and you realize, wow, you know, this is uh, this was actually pretty darn cool, and I'm I'm glad I did it. Obviously, was there another experience that really got you hooked on it? Got just got you amped up about off trail hiking.
0: Well, I I think that there are two aspects of it. I was very fortunate to be mentored by an amazing instructor. Um, he started. Uh, working as a wilderness instructor when he was in his thirties. And by the time I worked with him, he was 65 years old and um, he would just share with me little tricks along the way. Um, Like I would say, Hey, and his nickname was gray wolf. And I would say, Hey, gray wolf, what, what would we do if you know, we got stuck out here and the sun went down and he would you know, give me some, okay, here's, here's how I would handle that. Or at one point we were going through a real brambly section um, where we were all just getting torn up left, right, and sideways. And I was just almost in tears. And I turned to him and I was like, I, I, we can't go forward. What are we going to do? And he's like, of course we can go forward. Just take off your backpack, throw it on the ground and just use it like as a battling ram and just push through um and sure enough you know i mean it was it was incredibly challenging um we also all put on our rain gear cuz we have this like rubberized rain gear um cuz where i work it, it there's tons and tons of rain so the the uh, students get wet quite a bit so we all put on our rubberized rain gear and just again like you said we just used those backpacks as battling rams to push through the brambles um but for me I think a really powerful experience was when I didn't have somebody who was my mentor. I was the mentor. I was the senior person who was out guiding. And we um were on a hike where we had just done a resupply the day before. So everyone's packs were pretty heavy. We're talking like mm, between 30 and 50 pounds. Um and I'm five foot one, so that's pretty. That's that's pretty big. <laughs> for,
1: that's a good pack for that size. You know, good for so you. so
0: you're pretty, um, you know, wobbly on your feet to begin with. And then we started just after lunch, and we had planned that the hike that we would go on, if we started around one o'clock, we thought mm, for sure by five o'clock we'll be into our campsite, which was just at the bottom of. A pretty significant ridge, but there was a, a very clear trail that would be our backstop, um, so we were sure to hit it no matter what, as long as we just headed down that ridge. Well, about six or seven hours into that hike, um, we somehow managed to fall off the edge of the ridge into um, what by then the, the, the drainage on that side had developed into a pretty Uh, quick moving creek so we kept having to scramble back up the ridge and get on top and then it we just couldn't figure it out we kept we kept you know ending up right back into that uh, creek um, with some pretty pretty steep uh, embankments heading down into the down into the drainage and then at one point, you know, it felt like all hell broke loose. Um, two students got stung by bees. One of the students got stung right on his eyelid. And so that <laughs> oh, swelled no. up. And he could just see out of one eye. The other student got stung right in the chest um, underneath where her backpack strap went. So that was really irritating her. And then another student was running away to avoid getting stung by the bees and she kind of ran right into what she said was a snake. Just there was a snake, there was a snake. It's gonna get me. Um so they were all very freaked out. And then we had a student who um what she had some pretty severe blisters by that point. And then the sun is starting to go down and then it started um drizzling rain on us. So it was kind of this perfect storm of people did not want to be there anymore.
1: Yeah, it sounds like just about everything that could happen was was happening <laughs> it at that was un- moment. It was
0: unfolding. Um and pretty steep elevation. There was there was nowhere to camp. And luckily, you know, I did have some of these tips from Grey Wolf in the back of my head of like, Leslie, you can always camp up against a tree. You can all like you can always find out ways to just hunker down for the night. Um but we happened upon this one little flat section, and I mean little, like it was just wide enough to pitch our tarps and um, kind of cram ourselves together. And it was near the creek. So there was running water. There was a flat place to camp. And the students were really freaked out. They did not want to hang out there, especially because, you know, they'd seen bees and snakes and we'd been seeing um, bear scat all along the route. So they were just, there's Leslie, there's bears. and
1: We're
0: we're all going to die. But this very clear voice, and I've never had an experience like this before, but this very clear, and it wasn't a voice like, hello, but just this clear, I don't know, message that came to me. And it just said, you can keep them safe here. And I just said, okay, 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 you're right. I can, this is where I can keep them safe. So I went back to the students and I said, we're going to camp here tonight. And they balked and they complained. And I said, no, this is my decision. This is where we're going to stay. It may not be pretty. It may not be you know, make you feel incredibly comfortable, but we've been working this entire experience learning how to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. We are going to be safe here. We're going to get through tonight, and then we're going to get back on this tomorrow morning with more energy. We're going to find the trail. It can only be, I mean, we have to be nearby, but we're, we're going to need to find it in the daylight. So let's go. And we got to work, started cooking dinner, got things ready, woke up the next morning and it was raining on us the entire time.
1: <laughs> of course it was.
0: <laughs> but by the next morning and the the rain cleared up, um, you know, right about nine o'clock when we were ready to hit the trail, and we scrambled a bit more and I mean, up and over elevation after elevation change, but from where we were, the trail was probably like 600 meters. And as soon as we found it, they were utterly, you know, elated with themselves. Oh, we found it. We found it. Um, And the reason why I say that it's the most transformative experience is students at the end of that have such an appreciation for a trail um for a path that other people have put work into so that they can benefit from they um their confidence levels increase dramatically their compassion and their ability to work together as a team is transformed students who just they they're they're griping and complaining about 10 million things after a nice off-trail experience there's something that they get very viscerally Um, and so, yeah, that, that was just a very magical one for me where I clearly saw myself as the guide and the, the one who could keep other people safe.
1: Right. Well, yeah, it's gotta be transformative for you and for them Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's a great story. Yeah. I mean, pushing, learning to push yourself outside your comfort zone is a a huge benefit. I think all of these kids are obviously learning that from you. You know, they, they got into the same situation that you did. You're, you're deep into it and not liking how it was going. It wasn't easy anymore. You're outside of your comfort zone. And they finally realized that if they force themselves to push them past, push through it, um, that they can come out on the other side and really have come away with some fantastic lessons and, uh, and great feelings about themselves and their abilities.
0: Mm -hmm. And honestly, Travis, that's why I believe now more than ever that adventure sports and outdoor activities are just so much more valuable to not just young people, all people, than it ever has been, because we do have such comfortable and convenient lives. And I think we get kind of brainwashed into thinking that if something is uncomfortable, or if it's inconvenient, or if it's confusing to us, that something must be wrong. We must have made a mistake, or this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And that's not true. Um, you know that you're about to learn something when it's uncomfortable or it's confusing. And you know that something is really worthwhile, it's worth your effort, when it is rather inconvenient. It's inconvenient to start a new nation that pursues an entirely new concept of what is possible for um freedom and you know experiences that allow you know for a greater evolution of being and yet like that's that's what the united states is in many ways it's a very inconvenient uh, (laughs) idea or, or an inconvenient way of of creating something but most things that are worth the effort start off as uncomfortable confusing or very inconvenient
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean we learn about lewis and clark and you know various explorers you know that that basically basically uh, discovered you know the frontier in the rest of america and we learn about that in school but it never really clicks in you know what these guys went through mm-hmm. and the hardships and yeah. and how miserable life was for them
0: or, or how beautiful it can be
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it really goes back to what you're saying: is you know, you you get out there and you experience this, and yeah, it can be tough, but at the same time, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it is so rewarding in the end uh, that it you realize it was worth doing. You know, the the whole way through, mm-hmm. no matter what you felt like.
0: And that, I think that's the other reason why I I I do have a deep love for hiking, on trail, off trail, whatever. <laughs> um, because I mean, I. I was a person who never really saw herself as athletic. Um, Those were not the, you know, activities that I really connected with growing up. And I grew up in suburbia where I never spent, I mean, I, I never camped out before at all before I um, kind of found my way into a new concept of my life as working in the outdoors with young people. Um, And it was the first time that I really felt what I saw in my friends who were athletic, that kind of bravado, that sense of being a badass.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I describe um, it. Um,
0: <laughs> I I never had that feeling on a physical level. I had it like right. I, I I did stage stuff and and I knew I was really good as a teacher and on a professional level, but on an acad- or I'm sorry on an athletic level on a physical level I never had that experience. Hiking isn't hard. You just put one foot in front of the other, and yet, it does make me feel like a badass it does make me feel like somebody who can persevere through things that other people go oh i would never do that i would never i would never camp out for 22 days yeah you would if you knew what it really felt like yes you would and i think um for women especially um it offers this incredibly empowering experience
1: yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. The uh in fact my my son yesterday, I mean he goes hiking, you know, plenty with us and whatnot, but he thought that yesterday's trip was the best one he had ever been on. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why, and it was because we had gone off exploring. I mean, he loves to explore. So most of our past hikes have been, you know, on trail. But we have gone we had gone off exploring. We came across deer quite a few times where we were just able to to quietly you know, step up and, uh, and watch them feed eating on the, uh, the evergreens and to be able to do that and go across terrain and go look for this mining claim. He just, he thought that was the greatest thing. And it was the for him, it was the longest trek he had ever been on too. So it was the same thing. I mean, his feet were hurting and, you know, he mentioned it a few times, but he, he never stopped. He never complained. It was just, he pushed through it and he realized that, that, I think he realized what you're describing now.
0: That's that's amazing. And I'm I'm really excited that, you know, you stepped up and and did something that you've never done before. I think it's also really important for kids to be with their parents when they do things that they've never done before and have a have a chance to share in that experience too.
1: Well, that's what the adventure sports podcast is all about. We want to get people, you know, we want to talk to plenty of athletic people that are out doing these awesome activities, but we want to entice them to go try some more. And this is just an, an example, a small example of even I as the host, you know, talking to somebody that's doing something that I really didn't even realize was a thing, <laughs> you know? I mean, you could live in the mountains and go trekking out back, but you're always coming across somebody's property. So it's not, you know, you're just not doing it too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to make a thing of it and to go out there and challenge yourself, it sounds simple on a, on the surface level, but when you get out there, you're right. You really do need to uh, tune in. You re- need to realize where you are, what the lay of the land is, what your location is, you know, your bearing um, compared to everything around you, and pay attention. It's, and you don't you don't really have to do that on the trail. The trails are great. I will still always hike them. I think you mm-hmm. know we've had some great guests talking about the Continental Divide Trail. We have the Pacific Crest Trail coming up. That kind of stuff, those are awesome hikes, and I give those people, you know, major kudos for doing that. It's a uh it's a large endeavor. But off trail hiking I think is is actually a really good um thing to try as well. And I'd like to entice people to do it themselves and I think kids being able to do it like you're doing it, um, to be able to learn from all these things, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. I love that you're doing it.
0: And one little hot tip is it doesn't have to be a big thing just like i don't i don't know you know when you go skiing you can just kind of skirt along through the through the trees and then pop back on the trail right that's off trail hiking yep or if you can look at a map and you know that there are you know two trails that run parallel and you've got like a quarter of a mile that you can cut from one trail to the other give it a shot You like, you know, as long as you shoot an accurate bearing and you just keep heading in that direction, you're going to hit the other trail. And so start off in in little, um, little ventures and give yourself the confidence to know what to expect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. gives you a little bit of feeling of a, a safety buffer, you know, as you're first trying it. And I think uh, anybody that's going to do that is going to kind of catch the bug and, and then want to go and learn more about map reading and compass skills and uh, the navigation skills that are truly required if you're going to go back in the wilderness and do the same thing. Definitely. You take the time to prepare for an adventure, planning where you want to go, learning strategies to get there, and connecting with experts to guide you, right? Shouldn't the adventure into college and career receive the same kind of in-depth research and attention? Off Trail On Purpose provides individualized coaching and data-driven guidance to help clients from 15 to 25 years of age start their adventure into adulthood with confidence. When so many people are feeling lost, you can have the sense of direction.
2: Get started at www.offtrailonpurpose.com. Hey all you mountain biking enthusiasts out there, come be a part of the 2015 CycleFest Colorado on May 16th. The Cycle Fest is a day of festivities supporting the Colorado High School Cycling League. All of the proceeds go to support cross-country mountain biking in Colorado and Wyoming. Special guest Sonia Looney will be there leading an afternoon ride for students and also speaking as a special guest at dinner that night. The dinner is at the American Mountaineering Center in Golden, Colorado, once again, May 16th. You can buy tickets at www.coloradomtb.org. That is Colorado, M is in mountain, T is in trail, B is in bike.org. Come be a part of the fun.
1: So you have a project called Off Trail on Purpose. Can you take a few minutes and tell our listeners about that, and follow it up with uh, how they might get in touch with you, and in case they want to learn some more?
0: Sure. So, like I said, I've been working with adolescents for quite a while now, and within the last couple of years, and one of the roles that I had, um, I was talking with a lot of parents of college students and. They were expressing their frustration when they had college students who went away to college. They were pretty successful in high school, but at college they just seemed to feel lost. And that lostness expressed itself in a number of different ways, but oftentimes those ways led them away from college and towards a real sense of frustration and not knowing what to do next or where they're supposed to go. And I kept mulling that over. And what just kept coming back to me is they don't know how to go off trail. We act like college is just a continuation of the high school trail. And it's not because all of a sudden you have so many options in front of you Having a million trails is just as confusing as having no trails at all. It's still an off-trail experience. So when students don't have that confidence in themselves to take on this challenge, they tend to freak out. Um, sometimes they just sit down and expect somebody to come rescue them right. um, and move back home in with mom and dad. Um and sometimes they take on behaviors that are really um, destructive, whether it's drinking or drug use or even video games and escaping into a world of screens and hoping, again, that, you know, the problem just goes away and solves itself um, while I just pretend like, you know, it's not there.
1: Yeah, maybe reality will mimic virtual reality <laughs> if I just wait long enough.
0: Exactly. Um and what I kept thinking about is that a lot of young people, they don't know what is their destination. Um, we, we ask young people, what do you want to be when you grow up? But if you really ask yourself, like, what, what are we asking them to do? It's almost as crazy a question as saying, well, what do you think heaven's like? Or, you, you know, something like that. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I have no idea what it's like to be a banker when I'm, you know, 16 years old. Maybe it would be cool. Maybe I'd be great at it, but I really don't know what it's like or an architect or a doctor. Like they, It's like this whole other world that they only know in concept, if at all, and asking them to make that decision without having a lot of information about who they are, what their real talents and skills are, and how those match up with careers. It, it's just, it's like sending them off into the woods and expecting that they'll just figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: So um, what I've done is I've put together um, some services to work one-on-one with students, help them get a really clear notion of those talents and skills that they have, how those match up with careers. And then we begin to um, look at possible career matches for them. um, And I'm not doing the work for them, just like I'm not hiking the trail for them, but I'm giving them um, guidance and Um, advice and strategies to help them explore each one of those paths, kind of scout it out, so to speak. And then at the same time, looking at some of those um, life lessons that support you no matter what path you go down, stress management, time management, um, making good financial decisions, how to make good relationships, how to have fun without completely blitzing out your mind. Um, And, By putting together those three pieces of planning, knowing your destination, and having good tools to serve you um, with the guidance along the way, um, students are able to approach college and career with a real sense of purpose um, and with much more motivation. Like, life is so much more fun when you feel like you know where you're going than when you fear that you're just wandering around lost and just failure feels like it's going to jump up and suck you down around every corner.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So that's what I'm doing.
1: Very cool. So you're guiding adolescents truly off trail uh, out in the wilderness mm-hmm. and teaching them lessons there, but you're also taking the same types of lesson, lessons and guiding them in their their transition to adulthood as well.
0: That's very well put. Yes.
1: Right on. Well that's a that's a great service. Good for you for doing that. Thank you. Um now as far as people uh any listeners wanting to get a hold of you, um how would they find you mm-hmm. to get more information?
0: The easiest way is to go online. Um the website is called off trail on dot com. And in that there's I think a, a really good synopsis of what it is that I can do and ways that they can contact me. And I always start off with a free strategy session to sit down and look at what is going on with the young person and see if uh, us working together would be a real productive fit.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. The, I see a lot of stories about kids that just went ahead and and jumped into college uh, right out of high school because they heard that some position made a lot of money or so-and-so was doing something and they liked it. So they often end up uh, in careers that that they either hate or they end up going through and getting a degree for one major and end up doing something completely different for their career. So it sounds like the what you're providing is, uh, is excellent guidance to try and point them in the direction, make them think about it more, and point them in the direction that, that maybe they really should be going.
0: Mm-hmm. And the 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 sad statistic is that at this point in time, only fifty percent of students who start a college degree will finish in six years or less. Ooh. and that's a lot of people wandering around in the woods, yeah, to figure it out. And not <laughs> to say a- that a college degree guarantees anything or is indicative of, you know, great life success because it's not. But if that's what you want, if you if you want, you know, to aim towards that college degree and 50 percent of folks are finding themselves, you know, having to deviate from that desired destination, that could be a lot of wasted talent that we need in this world.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if,
0: if we as adults can um, not just say, Well, hey, you know, I wandered around for a while and you'll you'll wander around for a while too, but if we can say, I wandered around for a while and I learned from it and I would like to share with you the lessons that I learned from wandering around so that maybe you can wander around a little less <laughs> and find your desired destination with much more efficiency and we can get on with the business of kind of getting some things, um, improved in this world and helping you have a fulfilling life in a much faster way. I think that benefits everybody.
1: Right. And imagine, you know, people that students that go through a program like this and get this guidance, um, if, if they have a good outcome, they're going to Talk about it, you know, on social media with your friends or whatnot, and others will, you know, hopefully look to do the same thing, and it should spread like wildfire, um, in in getting all everybody kind of on the the same page and, and pointing in the right direction. I think it's uh, I think it's a good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we do on the podcast, uh, when we can, is give our listeners some incentive to come visit you.
0: Definitely. Um, I would love to extend a $300 discount to folks who come through the podcast and wind up coming and working with me.
1: All right on. So do they just have to mention the podcast or is there a, a code on your site or how, do you, how will you work that?
0: Well, like I said, I start off with a free strategy session. And so in that conversation, if you just tell me, hey, Leslie, I heard you on the podcast and then that, that's good enough for me.
1: Okay, fair enough. We'll uh, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes so everybody remembers to do so if they're looking to contact you. And I hope that people will. I think that your program sounds great. I think what you're doing is an excellent service for society. Well, thank you. Well, speaking of society, we like to also ask our guests about your adventure sport. How would you summarize your adventure sport in the sense of or in the way it benefits society?
0: I see that hiking in general and then off-trail hiking in particular connected me with my own personal strength. And when we have a society filled with people who have an appreciation for their own personal strength and a drive to share what they've learned to you know, help the person behind them and pull them up and bring them along, then a lot of the problems that we see around us can be addressed um, enthusiastically and with greater imagination because we do know that deep within us is the power to face big challenges, that nothing's beyond us. No mountain is outside of our you know, ability to climb it as long as we just take things one step at a time. And we, you know, work together.
1: Well, well put. Yeah, I think if we all learn to solve problems as a community and not just hope that somebody else takes care of the problem, I mean, that is a is a serious benefit for all of society. Mm-hmm. Well, Leslie, I appreciate your time. That you've given us for this podcast, I think it's uh, the lessons that have come out of it. I think are great. I've learned from talking about off trail hiking, and I hope others have too. And I would like to encourage others to get out there and dabble in it themselves. You might find a, a new sport that you like and abide by the rules. And obviously, we don't want to uh, we don't want to damage the wilderness. We want to respect it and respect the wildlife while we're out there. But I think we can certainly be out there and. And live with the wildlife in harmony. So I appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
1: All right. Take care. You too. All right.
2: Bye-bye. Would you like to be a guest on our show? Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com and click contact us.